Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Geekiverse. Long time coming. Super excited to be back chatting pop culture with everybody here. I'm Josiah Leroy. We we missed you. It's been a long, long few months here, but we're excited to talk some Marvel uh, as we get into a discussion on uh, WandaVision, the first series in the MCU that we've had that's episodic, that isn't a movie. Uh, with me today, we, we've got some fresh face, a fresh face and a new face. Uh, first up, my, my right-hand man here, Baba Yaga himself, Mr. John Fick. John, I miss you. Man, it's, been, it, it's, it's so good to be back. It's been so long. Miss you too, brother. It just feels right. just feels right to be back. It does, and uh, I can't wait to, to catch up on everything uh, that we've missed here, and, and it's been a long time since we've talked MCU as well, so we're ready to jump back into that. Now uh, we've got a, a third regular castmate here, a host. Uh, we, we recast Rashawn. As, as it will, right? <laughs> so uh, we'll miss Rashawn Anderson on the show, uh, but he, he's on to bigger and better just for the time being. I'm sure we'll see him again in our future. Uh, but for now, we've got a wonderful fresh face in John Tirado. Uh, and as you know, we run a very tight ship here at the Geekiverse, so we can't have two Johns. So we're going to call him JT. JT, welcome to the show. Thank you for doing this with us. Uh, Tell us uh, your thoughts on, on joining the Geekiverse here and talking some WandaVision. Yeah, I mean, so I, first of all, I want to say thank you both for kind of bringing me on to talk about this stuff. I'm I'm truly a geek at heart, right? Like, you know, I've, I love all this stuff with uh, anything Marvel or DC related. And, you know, especially uh, always texting John and his thoughts uh, every episode or movie that passes by. And he always watched it first, uh, whatever movie came out. And I'd be like, tell me, but don't tell me. And he would just say, amazing. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. And, you know, so definitely, definitely excited. I feel like I have some big shoes to fill with Rashawn, you know, kind of, like you said, stepping away and um, <laughs> a little bit. No, uh, but yeah, um, you know, it's exciting. I'm, you know, I'm all about the podcast stuff and uh, I love, I love to talk about it. So I'm definitely ready to go forward into this thing and get it going. Well, we are excited to have you. And the real reason Rashawn is gone is not because he moved off, you know, to a different coast or anything, but it's because he called me a buffoon for saying that I like Iron Man three. So there's that. Um, <laughs> yes, nothing could be more truthful, which is also a lie. Uh, so we're getting back into the swing of things here. If you recall, uh, we did this in podcast form, in video form, MCU review. We talked, uh, we did an episode dedicated to each MCU movie. We wrapped up our favorite moments from it. We watched the initial trailer together. Uh, we just went through the motions with the bullet points. And at the very end of each episode, we would rank where we thought that movie would be in the up-to-date uh, standings for the MCU. That being said, uh, we've got a little bit of a, a change here. We want to bring be- everybody back in and refresh and, and see where we stood when we left off, which was July. So it, it's been a good long time now. But John, do you want to uh, bring up the rankings for what we've got? We've watched 10 movies so far. We did, yeah. So I've got them up here uh, so the people at home can see them. So I'll, I'll go through them for the audio audio listeners and for you guys who can't see them here too. So number one, we've got Guardians of the Galaxy. Number two, we've got The Avengers. Number three, we've got Captain America, The Winter Soldier. Number four, we've got Iron Man. Number five, Iron Man 3. Number six, Iron Man 2. Number seven, Captain America, The First Avenger. Number eight, Thor. Number nine, Thor, The Dark World. And then number 23, The Incredible Hulk. It's 100% accurate. <laughs> and I don't even think anyone could ever argue with that list. I think it's, it's perfect so far. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Pretty perfect. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> JT, remember what happened to Rashawn? <laughs> so, uh, 
with their, so with the ranking so far, we how we did it, if you haven't watched or listened so far, is we, we'd vote all uh basically the the three of us we'd we'd say the movie does it go here does it go here does it go higher and we we agree on or mostly two-thirds of us agree on where it should sit in those rankings now we are not going to rank wandavision we're going to just have a nice discussion on where the series was it wrapped up uh, a few weeks back we think that's a nice break-in but that being said we are going to bring back the snap feature so rashawn's one snap that he did before he left the show is going to factor into this a little bit. John, do you want to catch us up on what the snap is, how it looks? And then what um, I think we're going to propose to JT here as a, yeah. a new cast mate, a, a showing of goodwill, if you will. Exactly. We're going to offer a little bit <laughs> of a bad idea. <laughs> um, so yeah, so we, one of the, one of our little, our features of the show is that we all get three Thanos snaps, three infinity gauntlet snaps. And what that means is at any point in any episode, you can use one of your three snaps if you disagree where two touching movies on the list lie. So in this example, uh, Iron Man is number five and Iron, Iron Man 3 is number five and Iron Man 2 is number six. If I so strongly hate where those two things lie, I can use my snap and say, I think Iron Man 2 needs to be ahead of Iron Man 3. Now, it doesn't stop there. You don't instantly get it. We put up a poll. If you use one of your snaps, you need the people to support you. We put up a poll on our Twitter account, uh, twitter.com at the underscore Geekiverse. That poll will go up. It will be up for three days starting the day that episode posts. If the people agree, we're not going to show any hands. The poll will simply say, which is a better movie, Iron Man 3 or Iron Man 2? If the, if the people agree with the person who used their snap, it gets changed. So Rashawn used one of his snaps when he was on the show. And he used on that exact same example. He used his snap to to argue that Iron Man two was better than Iron Man three. I think that must make sense. I think that's what he he must have done. He lost because it doesn't matter because he's a clown. That's why he's gone. <laughs> um, so he, he wasted a snap. Now we're bringing John on halfway through here. We want we don't want him to be shorthanded. We don't want him coming in with two snaps. He didn't really use the first one. We don't really have to retro. You know, we don't really have to fix Rashawn's because it didn't matter anyways. He didn't win it, so. What we're gonna do, it was a waste. It was a waste. We're we're gonna give John a chance to immediately use that waste snap. So we're not gonna do it now. At the end of the episode, John, take a look at the list. Think about it. You you get a chance to attempt to change two of these movies. We're gonna do it the same way. Once this episode posts, uh, I believe we're gonna try to post it tomorrow, which will be what March twenty third. That poll will be up for three days, and whatever John chooses to attempt to ruin on our list, you guys can fight for. I do like that this has become our list, uh, kind of, John. You yeah. know, like not our list, like our list, the two it's of us. Our um, list. So, For yeah, now. JT, yeah, you've got, <laughs> oh boy, chills. You do have a, a tall task ahead of you uh, in, in terms of where this stands, but you have an extraordinary opportunity if, if there's something on our list that you do want to change. Um, Rashawn put all his eggs in that basket uh, for switching the Iron Man sequels, which I feel like, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. Most people feel this like if you dislike two, you usually dislike three. Yeah. Or if you like them, you like both. Nobody's passionate either way about those two films. It's either you you like them both, you dislike them both. Yeah, I agree. I I think that's usually where you stand. So that was almost like a moot point uh, to me. But it doesn't matter because it just didn't work, you know. He's gone. He got snapped. So what was the what was the general consensus from I guess from Rashawn as far as not liking three? So my only concern, I guess, or issue with three for myself was it was I mean 110 a filler movie, right? Like there wasn't really anything MCU total canon related in it. 
Um, I mean, Tony Stark's PTSD. I, I mean, that that plays a pretty big uh, role. And JT, I'm mean, gonna have to I, refer you to our episode on Iron Man three. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so I, I I didn't hate it. I think it is better than two. Um, but I just you know. I, I, Rashawn is very salty towards both movies um, <laughs> and even saltier because I actually, so I'm, I, I think I'm definitely minority here. I said, if I had ranked the three Iron Man movies, it would be Iron Man three, two, and one. Yeah. Wow. Uh, right. Which is the general expression there. Uh, but I stand by it. I think so. John, if I'm not wrong, you went one, three, two. Yeah. But two and three are like, Oh, I mean, there's not a bad Iron Man movie. I said that, and when we did our little intro video to, you know, yes. coming back to the Eagle, that's my that's my hill I'll die on. There's no bad Iron Man movie. I, just, I wouldn't right, be I mad know. with with any of it. Yeah. Like, the, but it bothers people right. that I, I like three so much. I know. Yeah, <laughs> I think I'm with I'm with John. They definitely can mix around pretty good for sure. Yeah. All right, all right, JT. I think this is going to work out. This is good. Um, so <laughs> think about it as we get through our Wandavision discussion. You know, you've got our list. If there's something that you want to take to the masses here. We'll we'll visit that at the end of this episode, so stay tuned to it. Um, good. Worth, right, good stuff. worth mentioning, we're only talking WandaVision today. We're not hopping back into the ranking of the movies. We're gonna we're gonna pick up next week or next episode, I believe. We're doing Ant Man. That'll be our, our required viewing. We're not gonna do a new film today. We're just kind of getting back into this, and we're gonna talk WandaVision because it just happened. So, right. yes, well said. Uh, with that being said, why don't we jump right into WandaVision? Overall thoughts on this very first MCU episodic series um it was tough last year was the first year that the calendar year we went without an mcu movie since 2009 i believe you had uh 2008 where you launched with iron man and incredible hulk and then you didn't get anything again until 2010 if i'm not mistaken uh so it's been a good long while since we've had nothing let alone anything less than two movies because obviously these have been so popular and so well done for the most part so that being said anticipation was high for WandaVision, we we finally got it. Not that it was like delayed or far off or anything, but we just wanted more Marvel content. It's been a while. So let's take uh, just kind of a stroll through early impressions or, or I guess your your thoughts at the surface of what you liked about the, the eight episodes, nine, nine episodes, eight episodes, nine. I don't know. Eight, eight or nine episodes. <laughs> uh, why don't we start with John? What worked for WandaVision for you? For me, it all worked. Uh, I was in the mindset that I knew we were getting something weird, and I knew we were getting something different, and I, and I kind of understood the premise already. So I didn't have to. I had I had a year and a half of the announcement to be sold on that to get excited about Scarlet Witch making whatever kind of crazy world she's making and living these fantasies. And guess what? It's going to be based on sitcoms. It's going to be very very weird. I was already sold on that, so I wasn't. I know that there are a few people, maybe some more casual Marvel fans, who kind of went into this blind and didn't know that was going to be what was going on. And some of the early impressions that I heard were a little bit negative. Were those kind of people who just didn't really know? They they didn't have a year and a half to, or however long it's been since, to kind of get prepared for what we were about to get. Um, again, I expected that. I loved it. I thought it was an absolute phenomenal show. I thought it was incredible. The only thing that I, I would say is that the ending was just good. It, it, it wasn't offensive. It certainly wasn't bad. It just didn't live up to what the whole the whole show WandaVision that it asked so many questions. There was so much mystery. There was so there was there was something around every corner. We always wanted answers, and we got answers, but they were just kind of the most predictable ones we could have gotten. Um, we 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 all kind of maybe wanted a little bit more, maybe a little couple more cameos, a couple more twists. We were all kind of talking about like 
who's the big bad? Well, we know Agatha's involved. Like, she's definitely involved. But is there somebody more? Is it Mephisto? We all kind of went wild with fan theories and, you know, got, got pumped up. And it didn't maybe hit on that 10 or 11 like we were hoping for. But the, the finale still hit like a an 8 or a 9 for me. So that was kind of the only thing about WandaVision that like wasn't phenomenal for me. The ending was just good. Everything else, man, the style, the weirdness, the the acting, so, so cool. Love WandaVision. I think uh, those are all real good points. We, you know, for the most part, if people were paying attention, you knew exactly what the series was going to be. You knew it was going to be out there. They touted it as being weird, having uh, kind of these horror elements to it, which it did. Um, and then also like paying homage to the, these uh, famous sitcoms over the decades, which, you know, you all wrap it in and it's very, very unique for anything we've gotten really in superhero movies and in, in general recently, let alone the MCU. Sure. And yeah. you, you also mentioned uh, kind of the finale where, you know, maybe it, it didn't hit the high note that we were all hoping but this is a new dynamic for the MCU where it's episodic and we're not having that, that huge climax in, in one portion, you know, in one movie. So uh, there was something to be said for that. Maybe a learning curve along the way. But if this is the start, like we're, we're in really good shape, I think. We are. I do want to clarify that one point I made that people maybe didn't really know about it. I have friends who actually texted me after the first because the first three episodes posted at once. Right. And those were all very much sitcom episodes. Or wait, did they did they all post that once? No, they were, it was all weekly, right? The, f- the first two, the first two, the first yep. two posted. Okay, first we'll two posted right away. Yep. Once. And they were both like fifties and sixties sitcoms. And I had friends who were like, "Man, this is weird. I'm not sure I'm done with this." And Maybe. they didn't they didn't expect it because they, they they didn't they didn't have that mindset. Like more casual Marvel fans, like a couple of buddies from work who just love the big spectacle movies, watch WandaVision, and I got those reactions like. Man, this is weird. This is just an old sitcom. Oh, that's. Like, I think that's why they did. They did. The, not sorry to interrupt you, but that's why they did the the two right away. Right, they gave as much as they could. You know, without going too far into it, they they wanted to be a weekly thing, kind of get people back into that weekly mindset of watching a show every week with the family. You know, and um, uh, I, honestly, I loved it. It was a, just such a drastic change of pace that you you were just like. You know, for me as like a, a geek, if you call it right, where you're just like really loving the the different, uh, I guess, mindset they came in with it. Um, and the two biggest things for me, and um, I I think a lot of people, including myself, ruined it in, in the sense of giving it that 10 or 11 with the theories that you mentioned, John. For sure. Like, I, I'm every week I'm talking about, oh, it's Mephisto for sure. Or no, it's Nightmare. Oh, did you see that? It could have been this. Or, oh, look, the X-Men universe is here now because, you know, Quicksilver popped up. Yeah. You know, the theories are good. But when you focus or, you know, I think the purpose of the whole series itself was to not depend on those theories, not depend on these other outside cameos. It was its own story that had to hold within itself. Right. Um, and, and that's the beauty of it. I think that that's what really made me love the show itself is that they didn't depend on anything else. No Dr. Strange cameo, no help from the outside. Uh, a very small facet of, of sword was involved. Um, you know, they, I like that they didn't depend on the larger universe to tell their story. That was kind of my big thing with it. Yeah, that's a really good, uh, really good point too, JT. I think um, they found a lot of balance throughout this, where it really was able to kind of blossom on its own, yet it was relying on a, a strong performance from uh, Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen. Like it was so, I was giddy just seeing them again. Like yes. I felt like, in a, in a strange way, this was like 
almost pandemic related. Like, right. You see that friend or family member you haven't seen in such a long time. Obviously that's on a, a higher scale, yeah. but with this, it was like, Oh my gosh, like I, I was used to seeing you every few months or hearing about you kind of, and, and it's been yeah. a while. And I, now... I felt that way just at the Marvel opening crawl. When they, when you first got that Marvel, Marvel studios logo, I'm like, Oh my God, it's been so long. Dude, I think I texted you. I, I was late to the show. I didn't watch it uh, within the first few days. It, like it took me a bit to, uh, to jump into it. Uh, Nevertheless, it was that first week. But I t- I did text John and go, "Oh man, when that that Marvel logo hit, it just it hit hard. It, it was like you know people it joke about like <laughs> it, it'll be like that first hug, you know, post pandemic kind of thing, if you will. That that's exactly what it felt like to me. I was just like, yeah. oh my gosh, I missed you so bad. So yeah. you know what? I like the the also this worked for me very well with Mandalorian. I like the weekly format. Uh, I, I know a lot of people kind of get pissed at it and say. I want it all at once. I want to binge it all at once. And to those people, I say, well, just just wait eight or nine weeks, and then you can do that. that but is, that's for... a tough ask with social media now, <laughs> especially with something. Yeah, like... I'm, I'm being a smart ass when I say it. I know. Yeah, fair enough. But I I love the thought of it, and maybe it's just because it's almost like a personal thing. Where if this series dropped all at once, you guys would have watched it far ahead of me. Where is because it's episodic. I feel like I can keep up and that again, that's a personal thing, but I kind of like that they do that. And, and it's, it's, it's a smart business move. We talked about that too. Uh, on past Geekiverse shows, but it just, it works for me. Yeah. Me I, too. I mean, it I was... mean it's, it's eight weeks of hype instead of one, one, two yes. hour, you know, one little sit down. I mean, you think about like maybe something like Avengers Endgame is not a good example, but any other just Marvel movie that releases throughout the, you know, throughout the entire MCU, you get that weekend of pop, and then you're talking about it for like maybe a week, but then like it just becomes you know the past. When you've got these weekly tentpole moments every freaking Friday, we're there, we're all in it together. Like stay off social media until you can watch it. You know, hide hide your group chats just so nobody spoils it, and then everybody watches it, and you have those conversations, and you get that for eight weeks straight. It's so cool. I I love that hype, and you know I think a lot of businesses or you know Marvel Studios specifically depend on that, right? Like they love the fact that what is it? Uh, Feige said I. I want you guys to have something to watch every week for the rest of the year. Like that's what he said in the beginning, you know, before WandaVision came out. Like, I love that. Give me, even if it's behind the scenes stuff, like I just to have some kind of new Marvel content is huge. Um, and as far as keeping the hype up, I mean, I, I, every Thursday night I'm sitting like it's Christmas morning the next day. Like, Oh, I'm so ready for this. Like it's gonna well again because a little bit based on theories and whatnot, right? But at the same time, just being excited for the episode, uh, new content, and uh, you know, I I never thought I'd be as and I said the same thing about Falcon and Winter Soldier as interested in um, Scarlet Witch's and Vision's story than I than I was now. Like they slowly built it through a lot of the movies, obviously starting with uh with um uh, Ultron. Uh, Ultron, yes. Um, you know they they slowly built their little love story. And then you, I didn't think I'd actually enjoy it as much as I did. You know what I mean? And, and seeing how all of it was connected, obviously in different episodes was just awesome. I loved it. Yeah. They, they did a wonderful job with that. There was a wonderful chemistry that was evident in the movies, uh, but it really was on display with obviously the being the primary focus of this series. Their range was amazing. I mean, I didn't think, I knew Paul Bettany was, was a good actor. Um, and I, I heard Elizabeth Olsen, you know, was good as well, but the range of which they did their job, you know, their job well in the first three, four or five episodes. I'm like, I never thought I'd like, I love Lucy, but here I am jumping around. Like I do, like I never thought that would ever happen. You know what I mean? Uh, And I think that was the purpose. I mean, you know, they, they definitely showed what they're capable of and they're probably going to get millions of movies to come uh, just because of what they showed. So. Yeah, they, uh, I, I think 
you know, what worked so well for me with WandaVision was not just that uh, the series was back, that the that Marvel came back with this, because like I said, it's been a year or so, but that it was so dynamic week to week and it still all fit within the constraints of like a single story. So it wasn't like a greatest hits collection necessarily, even though that was a little bit what it was to, you know, for the first X amount of weeks, it worked. It was all building towards the same thing. And I just, the sitcom dynamic, my goodness, they absolutely nailed, uh, you know, kind of paying respect and and kind of making fun of it as well. Like tongue in cheek. Uh, some it, of the tropes that you you feel from the the other the older decades that aren't so common nowadays, or yeah. things have changed. It just it, it was a beautiful way. It, it, there was a lot of attention to detail with this. Like I, I know that that was a focus. It wasn't just like, hey, we're gonna like make this feel like it was from the 1950s. Like they studied those those era shows to make sure that they felt authentic. And I thought that that came through. Yeah, if you and if you haven't watched the uh, the making of WandaVision, I think it's called Assembled. I think that's the name of the show on Disney Plus. It's an hour long. It's it's super super cool. They they go deep dive into those inspirations and how to get into character, and it's it's a really cool watch. Uh, one other thing I wanted to say about the format: it was so nice knowing, and I don't even know if they announced this or if it was just an expectation. We never had to guess or wonder if there was a second season. We just knew this was going to wrap up, and I often hate that about TV shows like. For example, I'm watching a show on Apple TV Plus right now called Servant. When I when that show first came out, I'm like, oh my god, this premise is so good. Like, I hope it just pays off with one season, and it didn't. And guess what? Season two just ended, and there's going to be a season three. I'm like, no, just give me the answers. You have such a good premise. Don't like string it along for for dollars or for whatever. What are you doing it for? We knew right. WandaVision was going to have a beginning and end. We we never expected like, oh, wait, season two. Even like the Mandalorian sort of had that. I think we. I don't think any of us knew going into the Mandalorian that there was going to be a season two. For whatever reason, these Marvel shows, like, I think we all kind of just expect this to be a one and done story. And that was very nice to know that in week eight, I was going to get a finale because a lot of TV shows often don't do that. Well, that's the beauty of Marvel Studios. They're so, I mean, they're tight. You you said a lot. I mean, you said a lot of people or a lot of other shows chasing money and they don't have to do that, right? They can, they know that what they give out, no matter what's going to get what they need out of it. And, you know, they're willing to invest in all these shows. Clearly, it seems like they're leaning more towards, uh, the series than the movies these days with all these new series coming out. Just look at what they're doing with Black Widow. I mean, they could be making tons of money by putting that thing out for a split release on Disney Plus for $30 and a theatrical release, but they're committing to their vision. They want to put that in, you know, just theater. So got to respect it. Definitely. Yeah. I, uh, I, and you know what, in, in some ways with regards to the, the series that we have, whether it's WandaVision or Falcon and the Winter Soldier or Loki, um, I think in a, in a way we're all just happy to like see these characters again. Cause the, these are not like brand new characters that we're just seeing for the first time and need to be established in these series, which Marvel has done very well. Every new movie where, whether it's guardians of the galaxy for the first time or Ant-Man for the first time in the MCU, like they did a wonderful job building them up as individual characters or entities before bringing them into the, the team up movies with these. This is almost like a victory lap for some of these characters. Like, Yes. We, I can't believe we're seeing Loki again. I like, I kind of can't believe that. That's awesome that we're going to see Tom Hiddleston do that in just a few short months. I, I thought once we we got past Infinity War and Endgame, that was it, and it was it was fine. You know what? We saw him in a number of movies, and he was great. But now 
we get to see him in his own series. Are you kidding me? And, it's freaking awesome. And they're not doing it the cheap way where he's not really dead. For what we know, this is going to be like a spinoff. This is an end game when he grabs a Tesseract and just the Tesseract, the Tesseract and just, you know, flies <laughs> off into nowhere. Um, this is that story. So they don't have to, they don't have to undo his death again to make, you know, to make it cheap. So it's nice to have that finality, but also, you know, see more Tom Hiddleston. Oh yeah, I couldn't agree more. I, I know when, when Loki was talked about, uh, when it was rumored that we were all just like, yeah, okay, not not happening. Like that, Tom Hiddleston's not coming. This is going to be something quick. It'll be some sort of spinoff. Yep. Well, here we are, and Tom Hiddleston starring in it, and it's going to be awesome. I'm definitely you know. inspiring one of my more hyped ones for the year for sure. They've given me no reason to think otherwise. <laughs> uh, let's get into maybe just favorite. If you've got a favorite episode or a favorite callback, favorite aesthetic, whatever it might be. Um, I'm actually going to go just with JT on this one. Cause pre-show, I know he had one in mind. JT, take us through uh, maybe what was your favorite episode and just a few quick bullet points on it. Yeah. So, I mean, so I, episode seven, I'll, I'll kind of dive into this. So people are privy to exactly what that was. Um, it, it was almost like the pre-closure to the closure of the series. Like John was mentioning, right. It was, you know, what the, the question that everybody had was, why is Wanda doing this? You know, on, there were theories beyond. That's eight. There, there are nine episodes. I think we said multiple times. Nine. I, okay. I just pull, I'm on Disney Plus just to pull it up to see what my favorite episode was. Yeah. Your, your favorite one is the one where she goes back with Agatha and looks at her past. Correct. Right. That yes. is episode yes, nine. Yes, yes. Or that is episode eight. Okay. That is that is the penultimate okay. episode. Episode nine is titled yes. the series finale. Okay. Got you. Got you. So de- definitely episode eight then, uh, where they really dove into the why. So for me. I'm the type that, and I hate it because it kind of ruined my experience a little bit. I still love the, the the whole series, obviously, but um, the theories and stuff, right? Like, why is she doing this? Who's controlling her? You've got to be one of these villains out here that's, you know, that we're all expecting to pop up at some point. Um, I love the fact that, you know, they go back into her past in Sokovia and you look and the, the one happiness that she had in her life was watching those very sitcoms she she brought to reality, right? You know, with her family, uh, watching all the 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 fifties, sixties, seventies sitcoms, and, and to see that kind of all come together was was just awesome. I mean, it like I'm, as I'm watching it, I'm just like, this is. I'm looking at my brother. I'm like, this is why they did. This is why she's doing. That. Wait, I'm like, no, no, no. Mephisto, Mephisto's in the corner right there. I, I, I see him. I, look, look. He saw that lamp and moved. And I'm just saying all this crazy shit. He, you know, he's just like, oh. No, no, bro. This, this is the story. He's just you know, my, my brother's a realist, and I'm not. But, um, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, hundred percent. I just you know, I was uh, the beauty of it, right? I never thought I'd actually be as enamored with the story, um, the background. I never thought I thought we even get this deep into the characters themselves, and I think that we're gonna get a lot of that with these series coming. Um, just to see that closure and and her see her past and see her good moment with Vision, and you know what made her happy as well. Um, you know, in the end, we we all kind of, uh, you know, going to the post credit scene of WandaVision, I think, of episode nine, obviously, uh, she's probably going to be the villain of Doc- Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Not purposely, I, I, I think this that. is... I don't know if I agree I, I'd like to get into that. I want you, obviously, yeah, I definitely want to talk about that, because I, I have, you know, again, I, 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 I almost want to give myself a no more theories role, because, I, I, again, I, I've ruined... 
I was gonna say, you I know what I mean? That's you kind of have those, to. Like that's that, one of those theories that like it's there. I see it. I just don't <laughs> think they actually make her a villain. She is a villain. She's done some pretty messed up things in Wandavision. I get it. I just, I just yes. don't think they ever go full. Okay, she is the actual big bad in Doctor Strange. I think it's gonna be more right. of like a, a team up where like who knows? Who knows? Right. I could be wrong. I yeah, just, I just yeah. Don't fully so buy it. Definitely, and like that being my favorite episode. But overall, the the concept of the show, like. My biggest takeaway, I guess, if you want to call it, is kind of what John said. Like, she 110% is wrong for what she did in WandaVision. <laughs> like, she gets no pass because she's going through depression, right? But at the same time, it tells a story of someone who is going through depression and what, you know, effects it can have. You Obviously, being a superhero, superpower, it's going to destroy everything around you. But, you know, just a normal person and what they go through mentally, that anybody can go through it. And we see a lot of those realities. And, you know, Josiah, I don't think you've watched episode one of Falcon yet, but we, we see a lot of the reality of being just the, the human part of a hero in that episode, in that series as well. So, you know, it, it's interesting to see where the, the angles are coming from it. And I, I definitely enjoyed it. It does a good job of making us uh, feel what they're feeling uh, to a degree or right. almost humanizing a superhero, right? Yes, um, yes. So uh, yeah, uh, JT, I love all those points. I'm I'm gonna just jump into mine, John, real quick. So my my favorite episode, go figure, is episode seven, which is also my favorite episode in another uh, series, if you will. But uh, this one is called Breaking of the Fourth Wall. So I'm such a sucker for anything that could tie into the Office at all, even though I think this was maybe more Modern Family. But there's a lot of Office though. It was there. Yes, like enough to keep me just giddy, like totally giddy the whole episode. I think Elizabeth Olsen was so good as essentially a modern family character. I could not like it was one of my favorite things of the whole series was how she talked to the camera, how she was so um, like sarcastic at times and she'd make those faces. It was it was such a good parody. Um, and of course, I love the intro to that episode. Like. I was just geeking out hardcore when they're basically recreating the office intro, but for WandaVision, like my gosh, I could talk about it all day. But, Shout out to all uh, the intros, not just like the, the visuals and the way they stylize them. All of the original songs that were written for these intros are so good. <laughs> like incredible. Yeah. Oh yeah. They're, they're absolutely awesome. Like there's art to all of that. And I enjoy a good parody, like no one's business. Yeah. Uh, there was that. And then I do want to just maybe mention this as one of my favorite aesthetics throughout. I, I think you guys will agree. I adored all of the, the old school commercials that threw in Easter eggs to uh, the, you know, prior MCU stuff. I thought all of that was just wonderful, whether it was Stark or, um, I know some of the references are escaping me as I'm sitting here talking about some it. Hydra stuff. But that was a, yeah. Yep. That that was a constant throughout. And it makes it it kind of sits back makes you sit back and think a little bit about like, oh gosh, what what is this? But then you're like, oh, it makes sense. Like if Wanda or yeah, if Wanda is going through and essentially creating these sitcoms, where is she pulling these references from? Her she knows. <laughs> yeah, past traumas. Exactly. Right. So I uh, I thought that was just brilliant as well. Um couldn't be more excited about all of that every time it, sometimes that would be like my not my favorite part of the episode but up there and i'd be like oh what's gonna yeah. be the easter egg it, reference it was a great surprise it's like everything's going smoothly it's like oh commercial time awesome <laughs> yeah totally totally awesome um john what what about you what was your your favorite episode of, of the series i'll be honest i i don't really like 
this doesn't feel like a traditional TV show to me where I like I have a favorite episode. I'll pick one and it's kind of like a cop out. I'm going to pick uh, episode six, which is all the all new Halloween spooktacular. One, because I love Halloween versions of episodes. I just I love Halloween in general. Two, because I <laughs> love that early 2000s Malcolm, Malcolm in the Middle opening. That was so awesome yeah. and so nostalgic oh, for me. That was, awesome. that was just super, super cool. Uh, the costumes in the Halloween episode were awesome to, to see like the original, you know, Scarlet Witch costume and vision. Uh, doing his old get up and when he's starting to kind of figure out what's going on like oh it was the only outfit in my closet so i had no choice um also i was kind of describing through and it reminded me that that was the episode where they really focused on both the sitcom and the outside world where so this is episode six the first three were like fully sitcom episode four was fully outside world episode five was back to fully sitcom Episode six is the episode where it's like every 10 minutes you're hanging out with Wanda and Vision and figuring out what's going on there. And Pietro's in there too, which is really cool because we still didn't know what was going on with Pietro yet. And then you're out in, in, in S.H.I.E.L.D. and you're you're seeing that drama with Darcy and with uh, uh, Jimmy Woo and um, I forgot the director. Director Hayward. Name. Yeah, Director Hayward. And you're you know thinking about that kind of stuff. So that was an awesome balance between those those two things. Um, so, I mean, for me, the, the series kind of just is, is a whole. It's just I, I had to go. I I had to pull up the episodes to even kind of like separate them in my mind because I just see it all together. I was mostly on the same boat where they they blended together in a nice way, despite being unique. But I, you know, obviously if there's an office that that's my tiebreaker. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it it's just uh good stuff around. I I do love the the dynamic with the the Halloween stuff. Uh, kind of seeing the Easter eggs on who was dressing as what character, uh, even in the background from some of the the classic Marvel comics. Uh, and I'm sure long-time fans of the comics would, would pick up on more than, than even just I would, who really got into all of this when the MCU became a thing. So uh, good stuff all around there. I do want to get into just a quick bullet point on um, things uh, that maybe, if, if there's anything we thought should be better or something to improve upon, I, I'd love to get to, the, to that. So you know, think about that for a second. Uh, but I do want to mention here on MCU Reviewed, uh, our partners over at 26 shirts, uh, Del Reed is a, a frequent fourth seat on this show and he'll be back for, for some of our episodes upcoming. We're thrilled that, that he wants to do this with us as he did prior, but 26 shirts, if you don't know about them, uh, every two weeks, they release a new limited edition t-shirt. Every shirt purchase results in a donation to a worthy cause. After the two weeks is up, the shirt is quote unquote retired. A new design was released and a new family benefits from your fandom. Um, there have been many, many a shirt over the years um, that have just been wonderful from them. As I mentioned, all these, all these go to, to support families in, in need, uh, typically medically related. So uh, a good chunk of your money from that t-shirt goes right to, to that family. Uh, last time we talked, I believe we were talking around 800000 or so in terms of lifetime dollars raised for these families. As of today, uh, they're over a million dollars. Uh, they're at one million eighty four thousand four hundred ninety one dollars to date, and they have been around uh, since I believe two thousand fourteen. So that's incredible. That that is over a million dollars direct to these families in need. Incredible stuff by Dell and the team at Twenty Six Shirts. We're very very proud uh, to not just even know them, uh, but to have Dell on the show uh, and to to have them as sponsors. So again, that's Twenty Six Shirts dot com. Go check out. They don't just have. Uh, sports related shirts they do a lot of geeky themed t-shirts which i realize as life goes on i feel like every year more and more i remove t-shirts that are not 26 shirts from my closet and it just ends up being more and more 26 shirts that is not an exaggeration it just happens 
And it's it's a problem, you know, because Dell knows that I'm going to buy every Star Wars parody T-shirt that he makes. So <laughs> the money's going to a good cause. So I'm all about it. <laughs> uh, Dell will be back with us, as I mentioned, uh, on future episodes of MCU Reviewed. So, guys, getting back to WandaVision here. What uh, is there anything that was lacking for you? Something that uh, we didn't maybe cover that you thought that could be better in this series or maybe in how the MCU conducts their episodic series on Disney plus moving forward. Whoever wants to go first on this one, I got, you can take it away. I got a small, I mean like I'm not smart enough to know how this show could have been better. I can't, I, I don't know. I, I loved it. Like, <laughs> I, like I was, I'm really high on it. I, the only thing I could even nitpick about it is I just wish the episodes were a little longer. I, I come in, I press play on the week. I'm like, Oh, it's 26 minutes. And there's get There's like six minutes of credits. Like, dang it. That's like the drawback to the episodic. Like, yes, I'm all in for the tent pole episodic releases, but like, Give me an hour. Give me like give me like 45 minutes. Come on. Give me a little more. That's and again, how would that have worked? That you know, the show would have been way different. That's you can't just add 20 more minutes onto an episode without putting something in there, but that's my only small complaint. Um not a real spoiler, but for Winter Soldier, the first episode's pretty long, which is awesome. So I, I hope they could I hope they stick with that. Maybe this was just wasn't right for the storytelling for WandaVision. And of course, I mean it makes a lot of sense. They're sitcoms. Sitcoms were 20 minutes, you know, they're half hour programs with commercials, so it makes sense that was my only nitpick is that I just wanted more. And this is their, obviously their platform, you know, Disney owns this. They don't have to conform to anything. They don't have to conform to TV commercial timeouts, anything like that. They can make these episodes as short or as long as they want. I think Kevin mentioned this as well to really fit the narrative uh, and the momentum and the overall flow of the show. So that, that's kind of a nice thought where I think John, you'd agree. We give them kind of the benefit of doubt. If an episode is shorter or longer that it just makes sense to do so that being said i think we'd also both say we just want more exactly all the time i, I just <laughs> only even brought that up because i was asked to have a nitpick and i really don't have any legitimate ones <laughs> sure. uh jt uh, any anything that you could add to the list if uh, at all two things one uh i'm just i again ruined it myself just by having these theories that that you know me being a comic head a little bit and knowing knowing house of m and and the purpose of of the kids and i i kept getting my own hopes up and and that didn't let me see the beauty of it i rewatched it and then i even liked it even more i was like okay no theories in there just go ahead and straight watch it you'll love it um my only little real nitpick though uh we didn't really like find out what Hayward or why the why of what Hayward was doing, you know, and and I just don't understand how once again somebody's able to like just avoid the Sokovia Accords and boom, they're a villain. Like you know what I mean? It's just like didn't Shield go through this? Why is there like an outlier in Sword already? Yeah. Uh, so only, I, only, like how many times answer, are we going to see this story? Right? Like, yeah. Their their answer would be that they, he wanted to bring back Vision and they, he wanted to weaponize and bring back Vision. You know that that's his why behind it. But I get your like that. You know that's pretty shallow. Like, oh, exactly. Like she, here it goes. Like she's bad again. Like can Sword just be good? <laughs> so that's the only nitpick. Definitely. That's not even a. I guess against WandaVision is more so MCU thing more than anything. Yeah, so I'd agree with that too. He was, he was very placeholder. I think. Yeah. Um, right. I thought you know again for nitpicking here which is saying a lot that we're kind of looking for things to like <laughs> complain about if you will yes uh, that i thought the the finale was not the as we mentioned earlier it wasn't the oomph that i, I was hoping for and it, it's fine it was still good it it just i try to tell myself this was not wrapping up it, it, though it wrapped up one division it's not like we're cutting off the story here think of like endgame where it ties up everything and it's basically we're done for now 
we can continue on, but this is it. You feel satisfied. I always think of Return of the King. Like, you know, it's how you finish. And um, with this, we didn't have that, but I don't know that we needed it. So again, that's kind of just a... Mm, I, I, I could have been more excited about that finale. However, when I'm talking about the first eight episodes that preceded that finale, for me to be in that position and even think that is saying a lot because they were so good. So... Uh, that's that's kind of my takeaway there where I never felt like totally into the action and into what was going on. Uh, I liked what was going on with Vision against kind of his his self there or himself um, through, where he's basically trying to out logic himself. And I, I thought that that was all really good. But um, again, kind of a, a small gripe. I was like, yeah, I, it was whatever. But uh, I'm sure I'll be in the same boat if I watch the the whole series over again. And that's with me. Like I think, oh, I think John's muted. John, that's such a Zoom thing. What are you doing? Okay, I here he is. Muted. I have a hot key. Sorry, <laughs> I was just gonna say. I'm, glad, I'm just glad that they gave us uh, an out to get more Paul Bettany. Like Vision's dead, and they're not gonna undo his death. But now we've got this blank slate Vision that you know it has his voice yeah, yeah. and has some memories. So we got some more Paul Bettany. I'm, I'm glad they gave us that. I think the overall purpose of this whole thing was to end the story of Wanda and Vision. Like that was that was our end. We got to see that the closure of of when Wanda had to kill Vision and he died again to Thanos. You know, she finally got her closure. What happens here on forward has nothing to do with the Vision stuff. This is just her and the Scarlet Witch now, right? It, like it, whatever happens to you. Even if it does go back to that, they at least gave us closure on her grief. Like she, on, she on, never, on that grief, exactly. She never was able to deal with that. It was just on to the next, yes. on to the next, and then she got snapped yeah. away, right? She was snapped away, right? Um, right. Well, I mean, so. Bucky even said it himself in Falcon Winter, and, and just I'm not really trying to, to give a spoiler to you. Oh, this isn't really spoiler. Okay. Uh, but he says specifically, you know, uh, I've never had time to rest. Oh, yeah. Exactly. It's been, it's war, 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 war. I go to sleep, I wake up, war, I die. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, it's, it's, it's yeah. the same concept for almost and, all these heroes. And right? I guess if like, you think about it on a timeline level, like this was weeks after, like, she had killed vision yeah like, after that happened she was yeah. snapped away for five years it's five years later for everybody right. else but she was snapped away so like this is right. in her eyes like she had just killed vision a few weeks ago so like yeah. her coming to terms with that grief and like actually going through it maybe months ago whatever but you know right. same thing Definitely. yeah good call on that i i, I did uh i want to just go through a final round of is there anything we wanted to talk about that we didn't so i guess my thing here would be um the the monica rambeau stuff like nice tie-in to captain marvel with all this um a movie that i you know i like every mcu movie to varying degrees captain marvel as you'll find out later will not be super high on on that list for me to see something like this and uh to almost understand that character better and find more more meaning i i think that i look almost at captain marvel in a different light now um that being said, I loved how it tied in. I loved that we had Darcy and then we had Jimmy. These are two two characters that I really enjoyed as side characters in previous movies. Um, and I thought they all came together to, to kind of make for a nice ensemble. I actually which want to, now that you brought up, uh, brought up Monica Rambeau, I want to go back to our nitpicks. That's maybe one of my biggest ones is that she wasn't utilized enough. I thought she was an awesome character. I thought uh, I, I was hoping to get a little bit more of her powers as Photon. Like, I'm glad that we got that. That's very clearly an origin story. We're going to get more Monica Rambeau. We're going to get more Photon. But she almost didn't matter in the show. Like, what, what did she actually... Nothing from the outside actually mattered at the end of the day. Like, 
Wanda kind of made the, you know, came to terms with this by herself and with that conflict with Agatha, and she kind of resolved it herself. I mean, she had a little bit of a, maybe some roadblocks and slowed her up a little bit from the outside, but I don't think Monica was utilized as well as she could have been. I, I, I wanted more. I, I, I wish she would have kind of like dominated all of that outside sword stuff more, more so than she did, but that's about it. Gotcha. I never agree with that, yeah. More, more of her would have definitely been a good thing. Definitely. JT, any, anything else uh, that you wanted to bring up that we had not touched on? Uh, I'm just excited to see where it goes. You know, to get any Marvel content, but just to just to be able to uh, get something. <laughs> and, it, you know, it, it's almost like, you know, WandaVision was never really supposed to be the first thing we got of the new phases, yeah, right? Sure. And I, I think it served as a perfect start. Uh, you know, even though if it was intended or not, or maybe they changed some things around to make it that way. Um, you know, I, I think Doc Strange Multiverse of Madness is going to be huge for for the for the rest of the MCU going forward. And obviously she's going to play a huge part in that. So um, I would say overall, I'm just excited to see where the, where the future of the series, all the series in their own go. Um, I want uh, uniqueness. I want, you know, where we're not going to get exactly what WandaVision was. I would like different every single time. Right, yeah. you know, that, where I feel like Ralph Falcon's going to be more action packed and and stuff like that. That's cool, but hopefully everyone's not just that. So, JT, I like to your constant theme throughout this episode of um, theories almost ruining, not ruining, but you know maybe detracting from your experience a bit. Um, I always felt like that was the Star Wars sequel trilogy's biggest issue was all of us sitting around speculating for two years in between every movie, regardless of what you thought of each of seven, eight and nine, that was always such a detractor when someone felt eight should look this way and nine should look that way. And it was like, just tell us your story. Let's see what happens. Um, so I also like the thought that one division was the kickoff to returning to, to the MCU. And I feel like that's very, very fitting that this is our episode here on the comeback for the Geekiverse. And this is what we're talking about. Uh, so those those kind of go hand in hand. John, anything else uh, before we get to revisiting the snap here? Anything uh, that we didn't talk about? Yeah, just uh, the way the final form we get, the reveal of the Scarlet Witch and how it's more of like an entity that the, the Scarlet Witch has existed before and she's kind of just coming into that role and she was born for it. And her final form, the outfit, her swagger, like she was... Blew me away. I am so excited to see more Scarlet Witch. And I almost, to go back to that last point, not last point, but previous point about maybe her being a villain, I hope she's not because I want to see more Scarlet Witch as like the, by far the most powerful Avenger, by far the most powerful person on earth. Like she is insane. And that, that final outfit and just her, everything about that was so awesome. I just can't wait to see her again. A little funny that we kind of almost scr- just barely scratched the surface on her character before know, this series. Right? Like, I didn't even think that. I was just like, wow, she's awesome. She's, uh, she really is the most powerful Avenger. Like, she kind of helps save the day, especially as we get into some of those moments in, in Endgame. And she was going to whoop Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> she was going to get him. So, uh, I, I, real quick, a quick question, if you don't mind. Um, yep. are, are we, this is not a theory. No theory, John. It's no. a question. It's a question. <laughs> so, we see the Mind Stone. In her past, you know, when she's at the Hydra facility, right? Yeah. Kind of attract to her and, and open up something within her. Yes. Right? Is that an X-Gene? Are we getting mutants? I mean, yeah. Yes we, or no? 
that's not a question. I think Kevin Feige specifically said last time they took the stage and, and, and laid out the slate, he said, and I still have to show you how we fit mutants into the X-Men or into the MCU. He, he literally said that. So yes, we're getting mutants, but so she's a hundred percent a mutant. Well, I mean, and Quicksilver, right? That, that would make sense. Yeah. I mean, that'll make, so this confirmed that her powers existed before the Mind Stone, which is huge in that theory of, is she a mutant? Right. Yes. So we, we know that yes. she had powers, but they were activated more so with the Mind Stone. She had latent abilities. Right. She made that Stark bomb not go off. The whole idea of the mutant gene is just, it's an awakening and opening of exactly. the gene that allows you to get your powers. So that's sure. that's kind of when that happened. I'm like, <gasps> yeah, <gasps> I was like it, freaking it, out. Like, it's, you it's, know, there, it's about to happen. <laughs> I think the, the short answer is there's a great chance that this could be, yes, the, the entry to that. And it would make sense with this character because she has her roots right. in the X-Men series, you know, makes a lot of sense. Right. Oh right. yeah, totally. I yeah, I think that's that's a given where we're headed. Uh, oh, shortly, oh, I love it. Maybe not shortly. Honestly, <laughs> it might not be shortly. We know it's coming up, so it might be a while. But who knows? I right. they, I, I right. can see them not tackling yeah. that in Doctor Strange. I can see them more tackling like her use of magic and you know that kind of stuff. I, we'll see. The Lauren, yeah, yep. I think so too. I do think it's coming sooner rather than later, but I guess that is a relative term. So we'll yeah. we'll see what that happens. Regardless, I'm excited yeah, for all. Black Widow was supposed to come soon, Josiah. It was supposed to come soon. Don't, John. Just don't. <laughs> don't <be. laughs> uh, well, I think that that takes us to just about the end of the episode here. Uh, I would like to revisit the the snap. So we we talked about it earlier here. JT, in looking at our current rankings. Is, are, is there anything that you would like to possibly alter via fan vote? So it takes a village, uh, right? Uh, I've, got, I've got the rankings back up on the list. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rattle them off one more time. Uh, number one, Guardians of the Galaxy. Number two, The Avengers. Number three, Winter Soldier. Iron Man. Iron Man 3. Iron Man 2. Captain America, The First Adventure. Thor. Thor of the Dark World. All of the other movies we're going to watch. Then The Incredible Hulk. It's perfect. There's nothing we need to change. So good, uh, with that, so, we'll see you next. Oh, sorry, JT. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> I got something for you guys. And I, I think I, before, the, so before the episode, we were talking about this. And throughout the couple of weeks, we were getting ready to relaunch this thing. I'm going to surprise you guys, actually. Oh, wow. I'm challenging slash snapping. I want Winter Soldier above Avengers. Whoa. Because I'm gunning for Winter Soldier to number one. Whoa! Um, that's what? what I'm gunning for. Winter okay, Soldier, so- in my opinion, hold on, sorry, that didn't- go, go for it, all you. And Winter Soldier, in my opinion, is the best MCU movie, hands down, and nobody can tell me different. I mean, and I want there, that at cool. least at number two. So at least you know where I stand on Winter Soldier, John? Do you know my? Opinion? No, I- do you know where I stand on it? No, no. I think I, it I is don't know. by far the most overrated uh, MCU movie. Like, not even close. There's not, and I'm oh not saying it's bad God. or there's that it's not a good movie. I just it's overrated in a sense of how they ha- how people have it exactly. up. I get it. Yeah. People love it. I'm, I'm so uncomfortable right now. I'm gonna. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm. We we, we talked about it on the episode. I get it. I totally understand. I just. I didn't care about Bucky, so the Bucky thing, the, that twist, didn't care for. I didn't really care for that. I didn't care that much about Shield at that point, so them being Hydra, I didn't really care about that. And like corporate espionage is not really my thing either. So like at the end of the day, it was just Cap and just the action scenes that were like, all right, this is a great MCU movie. Still love it. Not up there with the rest of them, but I get it. I'm man. That's all. 
all of those stories as a whole. I love I love the Hydra stuff. Um, I was a huge it was am it was am a huge fan, and I hope there's a way to bring them into the main canon of the Agents of Shield series. So uh, while I was watching Captain America Winter Soldier, I was watching the series as well, which was directly affected by what was going on in a way. <laughs> um, so hundred wow. percent, I am I am snapping Winter Soldier to number two, and hopefully, hopefully the fans vote with me. JT, I got to say, this is really a brilliant move on your part, especially seeing that Falcon and Winter Soldier just just launched. Like, what this. better time to try to hype Winter Soldier than when everyone is, like, high on seeing this series? So I kudos to you on that. That's but smart. I know that's you, great. I, that's absolutely brilliant. And I can, I can see, uh, personally, from a personal standpoint, getting Winter Soldier above Avengers. However, I think Avengers is better. But last question. Uh, you said 100%. Are you sure there's nothing there's nothing else on the list? So you're going with this over, which has been hotly contested in the past, as John and I know, our top two movies. Just, so just a final I, I am not a fan of Guardians being number one. But for pure purposes of me thinking Witcher Soldier's number one, I need to get it to number two at least. This man, that, That's brilliant. So I, am, I am snapping... For he's happening here in episode 11, and he's gaming the system better than any of us had ever even thought to. <laughs> this man is playing, playing the, the audience. Game. He's playing the long game. He's playing the audience. He's getting the Winter Soldier. All guys. this whole few weeks, he you guys are thinking I'm, com- I'm gunning for Guardians. I'm playing a little fiddle yeah. with it. This nah, man's going to have Winter, Winter Soldier, Soldier at zero by the end of this thing. <laughs> so, this is just, I've said brilliant a bunch of times here the last few minutes. This is, this is JT, all right? He's like, hey, John and Josiah, this is, this is probably what I'm going to do. And he's like, oh, my- Oh, oh, so didn't even didn't even see it coming. Amazing. All right. Well, folks, I John, tell people they they've got to go vote if they support JT or if you know they really agree with the right decision, they'll they'll just vote as the standings are now. But if they want to support JT and get uh Winter Soldier over Avengers, what do they gotta do? So you gotta head over to our Twitter account. We are uh, twitter.com <laughs> at the underscore Geekiverse. Uh, check the day this is posted while you're watching on YouTube. The first couple of days this is live, that poll will be up there. We're gonna do it for three days. So if this is if you're watching this within the first three days of its posting, that poll is up there. You know, retweet it, comment your opinions, try to get somebody famous to lobby for your side. Uh, but let's just make sure John doesn't win this because I don't want him to take over the show. Listen, this is a campaign, people. It is hashtag Get Winter Soldier to number two. We got I need, this. I need to find Vote somebody it, famous that agrees with me that Winter Soldier is not the not that movie, but everybody likes it. It is. Me. <laughs> it just takes one, man. <laughs> Listen, Falcon and Winter Soldier. We it feels so much better watching it these next few weeks if you guys just put this at number two. That's all I'm gonna say. I don't like this. I, you know, I don't know how to feel. I have mixed feelings. On one hand, I'm like, no, don't touch our rankings. On the second, you know, thought here, I'm like, JT, this is a really strong uh, first smart. performance. So. It, <laughs> I really appreciate that savviness. We're going to wrap things up here on the comeback episode of the MCU reviewed. Uh, lots of things to get to in the coming weeks. We're going to be talking video games again. We're really excited about that. So don't miss. Uh, we're going to have like a video game fantasy draft, like a fantasy football or fantasy hockey draft, but we're doing it with video games. So stay tuned for that. And we'll have the rest of our crew there for that. Um, as I mentioned before, check out 26shirts.com for everything geek. You can go to thegeekiverse.com. We're on YouTube. We're on every podcast a site imaginable. So wherever you listen to pods, we are there. Uh, wrap it up here. Where can we find you on social media? And uh, I think that's about it. 
I, I don't really have anything else to, to say. So, uh, John, social media. Yeah, and before that, just got to say, man, it's crazy what, what, what an episode without Rashawn can be. We can have great conversations and wrap up in under an hour. That's insane. Never thought it would be possible. <laughs> but um, on social media, you can find me just about everywhere at Disruptoid. Just tweeting about nonsense. You got some stupid tweets, man. I'm in, I got some hot takes, but you know, don't follow me. It's better for you if you don't. John, um, it's really funny that you say that because great minds think alike. And before I came up here to record, my wife, Lauren, is, you know, you know, if you've watched these shows before, she just kind of butts in whatever. It's like she owns the place. But uh, anyway, <laughs> she said, how long are you guys going to be tonight? I was like, I'd have to guess probably about an hour. Uh, she's like, that's it. I go, well, Rashawn's not on the show anymore. <laughs> so uh, I was I was like, he's great. He's insightful. He goes on these tangents. Rashawn, I know rants. you're going to watch this. He's got this. rants. We, we love you. But yeah, man, it's just so funny that you said that without having conversed that. <laughs> uh jt social media yeah you can find me at uh john underscore ots on all platforms but more importantly head over to youtube.com slash the geekiverse and drop that subscribe and uh get some people watching this thing man share it share it as much as you can that's huge for us yeah this time around uh the geekiverse is is here we're gonna we're promoting our people we're all about discussion and having fun and you're gonna see that in our content as we move forward so a little bit different from what you saw in kind of the that previous iteration uh, on, on social media, I am at Josiah D. Leroy. Uh, if I could plug one thing, I'd encourage you, as JT said, go to youtube.com slash the Geekiverse. Check out our Meet the, the New Geekiverse video. Uh, we ran down, we independently, the four of us, uh, answered questions uh, based on, on geeky stuff and pop culture. And we didn't know of each other's answers prior uh, to editing this video together. And it just came together beautifully where it looked like we're kind of attacking each other's favorites. And um <laughs> you would have thought that we were all just in like different rooms in, in the same house. So it, it turned out really well. We'd love for you to check that out and get to know us a little bit for, uh, for John and JT. I'm Josiah. It is good to be back. Thanks so much for watching and listening. We'll catch you all soon.